Hey guys, I'm excited about our channeling energies through tarot segment uh, this week. Um, this has really been a good, good episode to to create. Um, it's given me an opportunity to do more meditation, more um, studying about how these cards interact with each other, as well as standalone. Um, also studying different tarot decks. Um, and how their interpretations um, play in in everything um, as a whole in regards to how tarot cards and tarot spreads are, are interpreted. Um, definitely is a skill that um, I guess scholastically can be studied. Um, I mean, yeah, you could pull out textbooks, you could read, you could do flashcards. I mean, all these things and you can actually learn the the academic meaning behind each of them the characteristics all of that but I really do think it takes some intuitiveness um, energetic filtering um, of frequencies because they do talk to each other and you have to find a way to take those choppy meetings that you learn in a textbook and actually put them in an application where it makes sense so studying and learning tarot is never a subject that you can say, yeah, I'm done learning because there's going to be another stellar reader out there who has become so developed in their uh, interpretations that they're going to create new decks and new art. And here you go learning what their interpretation is and how it plays in that huge web of the tarot uh, world. Um, being that not only that they stand for numerology, um, astrology I mean I mean it's just everything from the seasons to male and female energy to actual literal meanings to male and female or whatever oppositions are coming into play so um, with that we are studying the prism uh, shadow tarot deck it's one of the first decks I ever purchased you can't even really find it anymore uh, and when you do um, special so you definitely want to order it uh, the way that this tarot deck uh, plays out is it goes off the of seasons and each season is depicted between the cards of ace and king of course but this one every card is literally a cut segment of the entire picture so for winter spring summer and fall you see the fool working through each of the numbers as it pushes through the whole entire line and the actions visually how it plays out it's such a beautiful beautiful deck i honestly urge you to google it look at some of the pictures uh, because where one card ends another card begins it's you could actually line them up and see how the fool takes his journey um so let's go ahead and get started let's see who wants to talk to us today the way i do it is uh entertainment purposes only i will try to apply as much information about the card as possible um my interpretations of its meanings uh, in all aspects and then what I generally like to do is pull a second card and that card will um, talk to the first card so you'll actually get two interpretations of two cards standing alone and then how they work together um, and that's how you channel energy you know you're pulling energy you're pulling messages they're going off that gut instinct you're not making it about you you're not even connected you know, you're in a different realm of 
of frequency when you're reading uh, tarot cards. And so a lot of meditation, a lot of making sure you spend a lot of time with your tarot decks, shuffling them, playing with them, uh, keeping them close by you because they will bond with you. You know, the Fool is depicted in each um, deck in four different ways. And with that comes some of the major life lessons. And so your energy must sink to those cards. And so by doing so, you spend time. Uh, let's go ahead and see who pops out. Who are we studying today? I saw one flip over. Uh-oh, two flipped over. We'll go with the first one. This bad boy came out ties. King of Swords. The King of Swords card is um, one of the major minor arcana. So <clears throat> he is ultimately the fulfillment of the skill or trait that the, the fool is on. So with the ace of swords, that's the spark of the idea. That's the seed. By the time he gets to the king, he has mastered all areas of that, that subject, that topic. Now, one of the most interesting things about the king of swords is he loves very much, but he doesn't really talk about it or display it. He hides behind that sword, and the sword has two edges, so um, he's definitely always making sure that things are honest, good communication is open. Uh, he's someone that is very intelligent, very smart. Um, in this particular deck, he is making his way, um, providing um, abundance for the swan that he has now mastered. So in this tarot deck, it's almost like the fool is fighting a huge swan. And throughout the stages, as you move along within each season, the swan takes on different poses. And then um, ultimately, not only does he conquer the swan, but now he's caring for the baby swans. So he mastered his skill. He mastered the, the objective. Um, the King of Swords can be very blunt with his words, almost hurtful, um, because they are very good at disconnecting emotions from uh, logic. And so to put feelings into things, it's almost you have to get past that sword and really let him want to put the sword down because it's always like in a drawn position, especially in this particular deck. You know, he's been in a consistent fight all the way through the winter season and even now that he has won the battle he still keeps it drawn so he's still in a state of <clears throat> feeling on the alert that's how i feel he's like <clears throat> not quite yet to settle things so he's just finished the fight and so in this particular deck i would want to interpret it as someone who's still kind of like they have their armor on and they're ready to hold things down um in that perspective now this king of swords also represents air signs which is gemini um libra and uh, aquarius very mentally um 
projecting energies. They love words. They love playing with words. They love seeing how words impact people and how it can get them to uh, react. Um, they love different forms of communication, whether it be through music or poetry. Um, some of the best rappers we know or have come to at least uh, acknowledge and respect. Tupac is um, a Gemini. <clears throat> Let's see, Ludacris is a Libra. Um, Ice Cube <laughs> is a Gemini. So you notice that they they kind of have that type of um you know doja cat she's a gemini so if you look at all of them lined up next to each other there are some similarities that come into play and all of them um i'm not saying are represented by the king of swords but they have some very strong king of sword traits in them you know and that goes for any genre of music you know <clears throat> amy winehouse you know um definitely leaves an impression that's that's what i want to say it's kind of like when they speak and they they say things especially when they're in a mad state of mind or they're very upset or they feel like they have to really just kind of bring it to the table like they can they can really do some hurt with their words and the way that they do things because they almost do things so logically that it's so detached from emotions that um it brings such a coldness to things you know they could just cut swing that blade and cut things off and that's pretty hard even though they do feel so deeply they'll do with that on their own very independent sign um the king of swords is also somebody that if they are in love and that person you know is the person they want to be with they will pull out that sword and defend them whenever they need to they will speak up for them if they need to they will um protect them if they need to you know, um, they demand that their woman is treated um, and spoken to correctly. So that's the King of Swords. So let's see who. Uh, <clears throat> let's see who he wants to dance with today. Let's see who he wants to dance with today. The Empress. Did you know that I have done about nine reads today? And I do meditate and cleanse after every single one. And this Empress has come out every single time. Pops out. Even if I put her back in the deck, she pops out again. So definitely on my own time, I'm going to do studies as to maybe the messages I need to receive from, from the Empress. But the Empress is, <clears throat> she's a number three. A number three is a decision maker. You know, there's always a choice. There's always some type of impact to um, the standstill of the number two, right? And uh, the Empress also represents uh, femininity. She also represents um, wholeness, um, somebody who may be a little bit plumper, uh, somebody who has a lot of um, sexuality that's coming out. She also represents like the mother of the home. Um, the woman of the home, uh, the woman of a man's life, uh, whether it be male or female, I don't care about any of that. Um, it's talking about en energy wise, you know, the feminine, masculine uh, energy. Um, when the Empress impacts the King of Swords, 
it's telling the king of swords that sometimes you just have to say things in a nicer way sometimes rewording things will sound more productive you know maybe um you'll get more bees with honey type of scenario um it also means that inside of the king of swords there is the ability to be very nurturing and loving um there is the underbelly of the king of swords who kind of appears very just aloof and detached nonchalant um there is a side of them that does allow softness to come through and that's how i kind of see that um now let's say the roles were reversed in regards to us pulling the empress first you know she's totally abundant she rules the land of it all um she can also be very conniving very cunning um she can also be manipulative if she needs to especially if she's defending her home uh she also has an underbelly side of her that you know mama bear comes out if she needs to um it can also you know hide some nasty sides of her if they needed to you know what i'm saying it's it's just i think every card has a duality to it just depending on how it's being read um on its own as just an interpretation of the rawness of it also what question is being asked when you're doing tarot card readings so that you can determine which route to lead that energy and let it talk to you and then um when you're pulling a supportive card or a card that's going to talk to it um is it the is it the following card or is a card following it so we just read it a minute ago as the king of swords first right that first initial energy and then the softness and the alternate more nurturing side of ways that it can impact or maybe suggest that the king of swords takes and maybe some of his approaches because now that he's responsible for taking care of these two swans abruptness and the sword can't be in the hand all the time there's going to have to be another side of him that these two little swans see so that they can grow up to be healthy and happy and where they need to be so that's bringing a duality out in the king of swords as well as saying hey just because you see brassness on the outside doesn't mean that there's not the feels on the inside you see what i'm saying it's just a little bit different now if we sit if we switch the roles and we put the empress first as this you know loving caring nurturing mother of the house whatever the case may be lover beautiful woman and we put the king of swords behind it they could say is you know what she's beautiful yes she has you know all these wonderful nurturing qualities but when push comes to shove she is going to say what she needs to say and she's going to say it boldly she's not stupid and she's brave enough to say it you know what i mean she will say it nicely but what she's going to say you're not going to like right the execution is a little bit different but the truth of the king of swords is still there um when it comes to the underbelly of it um <clears throat> manipulation playing word games cutting off communication maybe giving the illusion that nothing's wrong so gaslighting maybe you know a little bit so um 
these are how these two cards are read you know what I mean um, take them out in your deck practice them learn about them read about them now um, the Empress doesn't really associate with any astrology side of things that I can think of in regards to like a zodiac sign um, because an empress is an encomposition of all feminine energy and that comes from all the signs so it is a combination of it all it's like the ultimate you know the ultimate woman or feminine energy I guess you can say um, and it's kind of lifting it up out of the physical self so I, I think it's a, a cumulative of a, a collective of of many so I don't really assign any type of a, a zodiac to that we've already discussed the ones that are of the sword um, yeah so let's see what happens next week how exciting oh every time I read these cards I just learn more and more and more and I get more and more information from them and it's like watching the, your favorite movie over and over realizing you didn't see something every single time <laughs> have a wonderful one guys till next time love and light bye bye